This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. This is a word uh, that I use a lot. Not the pants, I don't use that word. Uh, I will tell Becky, I thought I heard you say whatever. And she'll explain to me that I'm probably not paying good attention. But for those of you that want some funny stories about people that don't hear well, talk to me after the service and we'll get a good laugh or two on some things I thought I heard. Uh, But when I think spiritually about I thought, you have to go to Naaman. Uh, We're going to have an in-depth study of Naaman, not today, okay? It's coming up, I think, on Wednesday night. Poor old Naaman was a leper, and that's a bad deal. So he was told by his handmaid he could go see Elisha and have that removed. And you know the story. Elijah sends a messenger, says, go dip in Jordan seven times and you'll be clean. Naaman said, our words, I thought. I thought he'd come out and do something, wave his hands over the place and recover the leper. So he went away in a wrath. He was mad about this because it didn't happen the way he wanted it to. That's one example of I thought. Let's look at some more kind of fun things as we introduce our our thoughts for the day. A lot of people think Adam and Eve ate of the apple in the Garden of Eden. It could have been. I'm not going to say it's not. But it says they took of the fruit thereof from it. It was fruit. So I think that's funny. If you ask people that you meet on the street, what was eaten in the Garden of Eden? I think the first thing you're going to hear is an apple, an apple. They thought that's what it was. Another deal that I think is kind of funny is two by two. You see pictures of the ark, and you see these animals going in two by two to the ark. That's true on the unclean. But it says... By sevens, the male and his female of the clean animals. Uh, The fowl of the air, by sevens, the male and the female. But every picture that I see about the uh, the ark has going in two by two. What about this? You go to the Christmas play, they'll have three wise men. There may have been three, but it just says... There came wise men from east to Jerusalem. So we get these thoughts in our mind. The world puts thoughts in our minds, what I'm trying to tell, I guess. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 10 and 12. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. We, uh, we get bombarded with thoughts in the world today. And we hear them over and over enough, we finally accept them as the truth. You can go into politics, you can go to all kind of things. And, you know, when I was 
a young man a lot of years ago, you never heard about transgender stuff. You just didn't, that just, that didn't happen. But now we get to where we hear it over and over and we can accept these things. One other thing I think is a little bit interesting is people think throughout the world you can worship anything. You can worship a tree or a stone or, I don't know, some type of idol. Matthew 16 and 16, And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. I don't know... I didn't do any research to how many things are worshipped by people throughout the world. No telling. So we get this in our head, we can just about worship anything. But one, one thing I want to think about is the thought that are pounded in our heads, we can go to church anywhere. Some 20, 25 years ago, in Wheeler, the Chamber of Commerce put out a little calendar and it had all the days down here and on the top part of it says go to the church of your choice but let's walk together and that's what it said on that calendar encouraging everyone to go to church but think about this in Matthew 16 and 18 I say also unto thee that thou art Peter and upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. With the internet, now we can pick a religious organization and go back and see when, where, how it started. We can see where it started. I'm telling you that Christ said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Then in Acts 20 and 28, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God which he hath purchased with his own blood. Christ purchased the church on the cross. He died for us. He died for that church. Some of these other religious organizations, I don't know what the purchase price or cost was. Think a little longer on this in Ephesians 5 and 23. For the husband is head of the wife, even as Christ is head of the church and the Savior of the body. You know, I can think of one religion where they have a guy that's the head of it. And he comes out sometimes of years and the whole mass of people standing there to listen to what he has to say. Our guy is Christ. We need to listen to him through his word in the scriptures. In Acts 2 and 47, praising God and having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such that should be saved. You know, we read and hear about conventions. So-and-so denomination is having a convention, and they set up new changes, new things that's going to happen and they're going to make changes in how their religious organization operates. That isn't what we find in the scriptures. 
Romans 16 and 16, a familiar passage. Salute one another with a holy kiss. The churches of Christ salute you. I've started looking, and Becky and I will watch, for different names of churches. You know, we saw Compassion Church. We saw the Link Church. I mean, you hear all these names. Probably the the one that's got the longest history I, I think of is 20, 30 years ago in Farmer's Branch, there was a large church of Christ down there, super large. Well, they've started changing some things, so now the name of that church is The Branch. What happened to Christ? They deleted him. So we have to be careful on what we're doing. I think, I think it'll be handled someday because we see this warning, Matthew 15 and 13. But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into a ditch. You know, you can find all kind of things taught in churches. Even in the Church of Christ, you'll have things they've added, they've used. You'll, you'll find Sunday school, professional preacher. You'll find women teaching. You might find musical instruments. All kind of things that are completely unscriptural according to the words. So... We have to be careful on the church of our choice. We don't need that thought embroidered in our head. This is, you find it everywhere. In Hebrews 5 and 9, in being made perfect, he became, of the, became the author of eternal salvation to all them that obey him. Just faith, just believe. Just accept Jesus in your heart. But we see that the perfect author says, yes, you have to have faith. This is one of the necessary ingredients. I think this answers it pretty well in James 2 and 17. Even so, faith, if it have not works, is dead being alone. Yea, a man may say that I have faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? You know, we've done a, a little series on the family not long ago, and one of our, for lack of better words, our battle cry was... Lead by faith. Lead by example. Lead by the, our life. In verse 24 there, you see how that by works a man is justified and not faith only. Y'all know here good and well that it takes more than faith. Another thought that's out there that once saved, you're always saved. That's simple. That's nice, isn't it? But it's not right. Galatians 5 and 4. Christ has become of no effect to you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from grace. Yes, you can fall from grace. And the uh, Second Peter 2 and 22 probably is 
does it as simply as I can find. But it's happened to them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned to his own vomit again. And the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Yes, we can have our sins forgiven. But we can go back into the world. And listen to what's in the world. It can rub off on us. And we can be in a lost condition again. A very familiar verse that we use a lot when we're teaching, James 5 and 16, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. God give us a solution for when we fall short. We're not perfect and we may fall short, so we have a solution here. Another thought that we find rampant throughout uh, the world that baptism is not necessary. I think Zane quoted this morning in Ephesians 4 and 5, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. All of us know Mark 16 and 16, he that believeth is baptized shall be saved, he that believeth not shall be damned. I have been in stores, places of business, and you see a little pamphlet, and it's a handout. And you read through there, and if you'll pray this prayer, you punch the ticket to heaven. I don't say that, but it's what it means. Just, just pray this, accept Jesus as your personal saver. That's, that's wrong. I mean, that's just a thought we cannot get in our head. Acts 2 and 38, then Peter said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> For the remission of sins, you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Some places say you can be saved, and then with an option, you can be baptized. Maybe we'll have a bunch of people together and go to the pool or whatever. That's not right either. Let's continue to study this a little bit. Here's probably the best one, one good example in Acts 22 and 16. Saul is telling and writing this, And now why tarest thou arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord? Prior to this, Saul was going to Damascus to arrest Christians. Jesus appeared to him and he fell on his face and Jesus spoke to him. After this, when uh, Saul gets up, he's blind. He goes into the city, and for three days and three nights, he goes without food and water, and he prays. He prays. I imagine he per prayed more fervently than most of us here. But when Ananias came, he says, this is what you do. Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins. He prayed for three days and three nights while he's blind. He still had his sins. When he baptized, the sins were washed away. So, I know you all realize baptism essential is essential for your salvation. And Romans 6 and 3, we start here. Know you not that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. 
folks, you need to get this. This is essential to your eternal salvation. When you go through the prop test and the baptistry, making the confession and going down in the water, you come up a new creature. Just like Christ, raised from the dead, came up a new creature. And I think it's interesting, the verse that we quoted this morning, for as many as you've been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So I'm, I'm going to ask a question here. You know, I got up and I put on a shirt and a tie. Some of you put on different clothes. You came to church. You put them on. You fixed your hair. Have you put on Christ? Are you, are you without Christ? I think that's an important question that we should answer uh, today. Have you put on Christ? Your eternity depends on that. If you hadn't put on Christ, been baptized, you have nothing to look forward to. Or you have no hope. If you're taking notes, write that down. That's important for us to get through our heads. Ecclesiastes 12 and 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. This is not the conclusion of the lesson. I, that's just, it fits in good here. Brother Charlie Fielder used that quite often in his lessons. He thought it was important. I think it is important. What is our duty? Fear God, keep his commandments. So from now on, I'm going to say, don't think. We shouldn't be thinking that much. We should be doing things. Let's listen to what the Word says. Be not conformed to this Word, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Conform means to pattern-like, to fashion-like. So he's telling us here, don't pattern ourselves after the world. Don't fashion ourselves after the world. We need to be able to live in a way that we will bring uh, glory to God by the renewing of our mind. Never the thought I like. First Peter 2 and 9. But you are a chosen generation, a royal, priest, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you may show forth the praises of him that has called you out of darkness into the marvelous light. We shouldn't be offended if we're called peculiar. Peculiar means purchased. You have been purchased with the blood of Christ. Peculiar means a possession. You belong to him, and it should show. So as we think about that, we're going to be different than the world. We live differently. The church is different. We are a peculiar people. Matthew 7 and 21 through 23. Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say unto me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and thy name done, and thy name have cast out devils, and thy name have done many wonderful works? 
And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. You know, there's a lot of people that you know or a lot of organizations that do a lot of wonderful things. They may have children's home. They may have hospitals. They have all kind of good deeds that are done. But if it's not according to the scriptures, then will I profess in them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. In Revelations 22 and verse 18, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. If any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. When the plan of salvation is changed, it's not acceptable to God. When the scriptures are not followed according to worship, it is not acceptable to God. They're doing things in error. James 2 and 10 is a very familiar verse. For whosoever shall keep the whole law and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. You know, that's, that seems a little bit uh, narrow-minded to get so close. But this is God's law. In Leviticus, Nadab and Abihu offered strange fire. What happened? God struck them dead. They offended in one point. Uzzah, over in 2 Samuel, put his hand on the cart of the Ark of the Covenant. God struck him dead. Maybe he offended more than one point. But I, w- I want you to know this is the same God that we worship today. So I'm saying we need to be careful. We need to listen and obey. Second, Thessalonians 1, starting in verse 7. And to you who are troubled, rest with us. When the Lord Jesus will be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. I'd like for you to think about it. We're going to offer an invitation song. Have you been baptized? Have you been baptized? Have you put on Christ? Are you in Christ? Do you want to go to heaven? Do you want to have that hope of eternal life in heaven? This must be done. There's no way around it. If you feel like you're weak and hadn't been following the scriptures, not maybe putting Christ first in your life. We'll pray with you and for you. We're not perfect here. We will pray with you and for you. We'll help you. Every one of us has fallen short. 
Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.